up, people? Welcome back to another episode of Like Unalike. Okay, for today's episode, we grabbed a list website situation that it's from Time Out, I think. Yeah, Time Out US. It's a list of a hundred of the best all-time movies, according to them. Who knows? So we're going to go through the first 25 and see what we know about these movies. Or if, we, you know, in general, if we know anything about them. Or seen them, maybe. So we're going to start off with 100. So we're going to go backwards? Yeah, we're going to count down towards the best ones. We probably won't do all 100, by the way. Yeah, we might. That's why I said we started with the first 25. We'll see where we get there. So the 100th one is Get Out from 2017. Okay, so I do know that. What do you think about it? Have you seen it? Yeah, I actually do know it too. Did you like it? Yeah. From a scale from 1 to 10, how much would you give it? Like an 8. I was thinking 7. Why? I mean, it was good, but the, it, I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird. It just changed the whole horror genre. True. Not to mention, I did like the twists when they were like what is going on yeah i was not expecting the whole i want to take the boy i mean i'm pretty sure people have seen it right like so spoilers in case you haven't which is yeah. kind of weird if you haven't so but you whatever have, yeah. so uh you know i thought they were just being racist and they were like had them like as slaves i didn't know they were trying to take their bodies which is kind of like the opposite of racist no they're trying to take their bodies I, it was, I feel like it was just a good movie i liked the writing it was well directed. The actors were like believable, and I, re- I actually really did like the cinematography. Yeah, it was nice. I like the painting and stuff. The, the effect when they yeah. when he fell, allegedly. allegedly. Well, no, not allegedly. I guess he did fall, but not really. Not a physical falling, I guess. Yeah. But you know, okay, so we're starting off okay. The first one we actually did know. Number ninety nine, Bonnie and Clyde from nineteen sixty seven. Okay, haven't seen it. It's too old for me. I mean, I haven't seen it either. I do know the story of Bonnie and Clyde. I've heard of them. You've only heard of them? You've never seen any Bonnie and Clyde movie? Nope. There's like ten. I've seen zero. Oh I don't even God. know what it's about. Sick. Bonnie and Clyde is like this dumb, romanticized, true story about two... I guess they're not really teenagers. They're like mid... like early 20s, whatever. Between 18 and 24 or something like that. Um, And they go around robbing banks in the U.S. Based on a true story? Yeah. That was actually happening. Because I heard about it a little bit. I knew it had to do with, like, crime and stuff. But I didn't know it was a true story. It's like what people romanticize, like, Romeo and Juliet. It's basically the same thing. I don't even know. Romanticize about Romeo and Juliet in the first place. I mean, but you know why that was true? Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. No, that was just a play. Based on a true story? No! (laughs) Because they were dumb. Anyways. Yeah, so. No on that movie. But it's been done so many times. Great Depression? Yeah, actually, yeah. It was during the Great Depression, I think. So, between 1920 and 1940, something like that. I actually don't know the real date. But, yeah, that movie has been 
made so many times. But whatever. Too old for me. This one's from 1967. It's kind of weird because it's like, it's not recent enough, but it's not old enough for me to have actually seen it either. <laughs> You're my age, weirdo. Like, what are you talking about? So, um, number 98 from 1973. Don't look now. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. What does this little thing say? Oh, it's a drama movie. No summary of what it was, what was about. Trying to see. It says that the director is Nicholas Roe. He was an influential filmmaker that, like, affected Steven Soderbergh's work and Danny Boyle. I, oh, I guess it's based on a short story in an icy chill, seeding the idea of supernatural forces at play in a wintry Venice through sheer filmmaking craft and power of his editing. He finds his deep humanity in the horror, too, with Julie Christie and Donald Sutherland's grieving parents reconnecting and drifting apart like float stamps on some invisible tide. Yeah, so um, two adults that lost a kid and are trying to get back together or something? Doesn't sound good. 97. Nashville, 1975. Yeah, I got nothing. Nope. I know Nashville, like the city. <laughs> in Tennessee. It's a drama movie mixing country music, politics, and relationships. This is overlapping dialogue and roving camera. Do you want to sound Wait, there was also some, like a TV show called Nashville. I think it was about country singers. I don't actually know. Mm, 96. The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. 1920. Why do we look at Korean movies? Why are we like talking this about is supposed like really to be, old movies? This is supposed to be of all times, okay? God damn, we there should have just be, said like 2000s or something. There should be some that we actually know eventually. A bit? What? Okay, but apparently this is a German expressionist masterpiece. Oh, it came out in 1920? They're black and white movies or what? Yeah, I mean, if it's 1920, I'm gonna say yes. You guys seen these movies, and they're actually good, my bad, but goddamn, they're old. Whoa! It says that this movie influenced everything from Tim Burton's movies to Shutter Island. Also movies I have not seen. You've seen Tim Burton's movies? No. Yes, you have. What movie? The one with Johnny Depp where he's a vampire. No, I haven't seen it. You told me about that movie. No, I said there was a preview of that movie, but I haven't seen it. You've seen Corpse Bride. Okay, yeah, that one. I have. Beetlejuice. No, I've seen Beetlejuice. No, I know what's about, but honestly, it bored me, so I was like, hey, I'm out. You've seen like the newer versions of Alice in Wonderland, though. Yes, the one that I saw with you. The live action. I don't know. Is that the one I saw with you? Because those are the only ones I've seen. I mean, yeah, but th that's him. That's Tim Burton. Okay. The first like three episodes of Wednesday are directed by him. The show though. Okay, but that's still his work. I'm just giving you examples of his work. Anyways, moving on. So you, you okay, so I'm not good with like freaking director names. I'm not good with names of the movies or freaking actors or actresses. So, I don't know, know, disclaimer, we are very much not qualified for this. But, I mean, isn't that in the description? <laughs> very unqualified people talking about random stuff. Sort of, yeah. So, I guess we're keeping true to our word. You're welcome. Okay, number 95. Sweet Smell of Success, 1957. Yeah, I got nothing on this one. Nope. Oh, it's one of the great movies about power, influence, and print journalism at its mid-century height. Okay. 
<laughs> I got nothing for okay. that. <laughs> um, number 94. Secrets and Lies, 1996. Oh, we could have seen this one. I mean, I, I haven't. I but doubt it. Been. Around those times, the only thing I was watching was freaking uh, Powerpuff Girls, a movie. And Blade, maybe. Blade in 1996? What? <laughs> but for my, yeah, those were the movies that my peeps were watching around the time. Yeah. I mean, they were watching. Got nothing on that movie. 93. Path of Glory. Oh, Paths of Glory. 1957. That really sounds familiar, the name, but I don't know. Mm, it kind of just sounds like it could be like a War. World War II yeah. or yeah. World War One movie. And honestly, I didn't really like those movies. An anti-war movie, a courtroom thriller, an upstairs-downstairs study of social status, a religious critique, an absurd satire, and finally a heartbreaking futile plea for compassion in the face of destruction. Stanley Kubrick's humanist masterpiece dissects all the delusional facets of the male psyche. I like Stanley Kubrick's movies, but I don't know. It was brought up to attention that he may not be a very nice person, especially when you're working with him trying to film a movie. So it's a movie that sounds that it's about war, but it's against war. Mm, at least I knew the director. Something. <laughs> what is this? Number 92, The Discreet Charm of Bourgeois. Bourgeois? However you pronounce that? 1972. Gateway into radical art. Hollywood may have made them sleek and accessible, but experimentation was there from the start. Luis Buñuel counts among the top ranks of dreamers to ever grace the film, the field of filmmaking. Without him, there's no David Lynch or Wong Kar Wai. Even Alfred Hitchcock was a fan. Oh, damn. I know him. Another one that's very, like, con. What's it? You only know bad people. God damn. Oh, uh, con. A lot of co controversies. Controversy, yeah. He was a, allegedly a little perf. Oh, God. Like, supposedly. And he only worked with blondes. Of course. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty people, so. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff with him, though. <laughs> Number 91. Woman on the verge of a nervous breakdown. 1988. Have not seen it. Uh, yeah, me neither. Gloriously colorful ensemble comedy. Oh, it's a comedy. It Honestly, does not it sound like not a sound comedy. Yeah. I thought it was like maybe suspense, maybe... Mm. This is into a style of smart, sexually liberated... European cinema. There's juicy roles for a range of Spain's finest female actors. It says, plus a baby face Antonio Banderas. Oh my goodness. I might have like to watch how, it. Like, how young? I mean, in 1988. Dude, so that guy did not age well. He was, like, attractive. Like, I, even me as a guy can say he was attractive in, like, his voice and everything. I mean, he but saw his voice. He Looks horrible. Like he's like oh, didn't anorexic he have or something. Some kind of like cancer or something. He had some does crazy he? medical thing. Well, if he does, my bad. But goddamn, I was like, wow. Yeah, I think he did. Well, then something never happened. mind. I take it back. I'm sorry. And you know, <laughs> too many years. <laughs> okay, moving on from that. <laughs> Colorful note. Number 90. No Country for Old Men. Uh. 
sounds political. There's a lot of goddamn political movies in this freaking list. Oh, it's with Javier Bardem. Is it political? No. Oh, okay. It says... Oh, it's by the Coen Brothers. Oh, it's from a book. A late author's 2005 novel. An existential neo-western that still functions as a gripping piece of entertainment. Its premise is the stuff of bygone pulp thrillers. A hunter in a West Texas border town circa 1980s stumbles upon the aftermath of a botched drug deal in the desert, decides to take off with a satchel full of money, pursued by both a relentless hitman and an exhausted sheriff, but an almost otherworldly sense of mystery hangs over the entire film. While Roger Deakins' cinematography makes its industry trailer town feel like the edge of earth. Well, sounds good, honest. I might actually watch that one too. Yeah, I will probably skip. You like those violent movies. Uh, yeah, but not old movies. This is from 2007. Okay. I'm telling you, it's with Javier Bardem. Okay, this doesn't help me anything. I don't even know who that is. The one that I keep on telling you that looks like Negan? From The Walking Dead? Mm-hmm. Oh, he does? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, when it's him and not. That guy has a pretty face. He just has, like, a very skinny body. I know which one they are when they're separate. Okay, 89, The Battle of Algiers, 1966. Okay, that's another political one. 88, A Gear, The Wrath of God, 1972. This is, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, freaking Avengers in here. I don't know. I actually haven't <laughs> seen the list. Okay, obviously we don't know any of those two. Yes, I'm sorry. It's 100 movies and we know, like, three. <laughs> but if you guys know of these movies and they're good, good let us know and maybe oh, I Jessica will watch them because I probably won't, but I'll, I'll listen. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to her story. <laughs> Number 87. I know this one. Which one? Seven. It? It's with um, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. They're two detectives. I know one. Guess who? Morgan Freeman. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Of course. What? <laughs> He's a great actor and he has a lot of movies, okay? Who? Martin well, well I, I, maybe I've seen movies of him, but I, I, I don't have a face. Like, I can't picture his face. But I know the other guy. How can you not remember a single Morgan Freeman movie? Because I told you, I'm not really... When it comes to movies, I just watch them. I don't Have you seen The really Bone Collector? No. Oh, no, that's um, Denzel Washington. Okay, when I, watch, when I watch a movie, I just see it. I never pay attention to who's, like, who... Who's the actor? Who's the director? I just watch it. If I like it, I like it. If not, then no. Boring. Anyways, this movie is one that you actually should watch. It's from 1995. It's a like psychological thriller. What's like, it called again? Seven. Just seven? Mm-hmm. Like the number seven or like you actually have to spell Like you it out? spell out the number okay. the seven. Okay. So, okay, so I'll try to watch that one. That one's good. Like I'm not trying to give you spoilers on that one because that one's like really good. Okay. Because it's the end... So now I'm going to be waiting for the ending part. Thank you very much. Well, you know how, like, at the so movie... now I'm going to know that there's it's something... It's like one of those crime movies where, you know, I, you don't actually get all the answers until, like, all the way to the end. Like, you get some answers here oh, and there. Like Saw. So. Yeah, kind of. Okay, but, you know, so. better writing, better acting. What? Done. Less gore. Hmm. Saw so, are really good movies. Don't be talking crap about them. Whatever. You're going to be in the next game. Watch. <laughs> Number 86, Raging Bull, 1980. Nope. 
Um, I don't actually know what it's about. I've heard of it. I know it's Robert De Niro is the main guy, and apparently he's a boxer. Mm, it's a boxing. Mm-hmm. And the director is Martin Sorsky. Sorsky, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I like how you know all these things, but then some other stuff, and I ask you, and you don't know. Moving on from that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I heard it was actually a really good movie. I just haven't seen it. I'll take your word for it. I have a really long <laughs> list of movies to watch. Yeah, I know. That never goes down. A lot of my movies that I told you to watch are there. Uh-huh. Look, I just watched anime for you, okay? No, you didn't watch it for me. You, you just read No, me. I started watching anime because of you. Because mm-hmm. of me. Again. Uh-huh. Anyways, 85. Barry Lyndon, 1975. I have no idea. Mm-mm. Sounds too old for me. I have, yeah, just nothing comes up with that. Daughters of the Dust, yeah. I've honestly I've only seen like movies like 2000 and up. And then the few that I have seen that are really old. That is sad for you. <laughs> of my parents. Sorry if we seem very uneducated about this. We're just not cinephiles. We do enjoy movies though. Yeah, we used to have uh, where we went to the movies every Friday night. Yeah, but those are new movies, not old movies. Yes, I mean we are pretty. Oh, yeah. um, the the thing, nineteen eighty two. Sounds familiar. Like I've probably seen it. It's the one with the like I know the cover of it. Um, it's like this dude, like burly dude, that comes out in like a bunch of snow or ice, something like that. Okay, I thought I knew what it was about, and now I don't know what it's about. No? It has this, it's like, I know it's a horror movie. And then it's John Carpenter as the director, okay, I think. Yeah, you telling me the director does not help. I need to see pictures, it's you Russell... know, I need to see the little trailer. <laughs> and then I'll be like, okay, yes, I've seen it. I think it's like Russell Brand is the main dude, but I actually don't know. We don't have our computers today, so we only have a little piece of paper. <laughs> this is just us speculating. Yeah, so if that's you actually why, know yeah. him, good for you. Otherwise, we don't. Uh, but I there's like a lot of references to this movie in other movie. I'll Google it right now. 1982. Because it does sound like very familiar. Like I've probably seen it. Oh, it's uh Kurt Russell. Is it that thing or just thing? That thing. What year? 1982. Who's the director in this movie? <laughs> Yeah, John Carpenter. Yeah, I thought I'd seen it, but I don't think I don't think they have. No. No. Look, like this is the movie poster. This is what I. What yeah, I, I just I just saw it right okay. now. But I saw See, it is a horror horror sci-fi movie. I'm just seeing the graphics right now, and it looks pretty lame. Well, it's an <laughs> old movie. Yeah, but that's all we got on that movie. We don't mm. actually know it. I know it's like a horror cult classic. Do you remember the movie where there was like little sandworms and sandworms? Yeah, and then uh you couldn't like make any noises or something cuz it would catch you. Okay, but why would you even be scared if it's a sandworm? Cuz they're huge and they eat you. Okay, so we're not talking about a but, regular sandworm. No, 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 no. It's like monsters. Like, I'm over here picturing like a tiny worm. No, no. It's like, they're like huge. They like eat you. Like in your entire body. Like one bite. And they're like super fast in the sand. And you can't make any noises because they will get you. And since everything's sand, you know, like, there's no place for you to hide. This is what this... So uh, you mean tremors? Yes, I think it was tremors. Yeah. 
I don't know, this picture right that here. That was a trashy movie, too. <laughs> but I've I seen it, though. How old is that? That, pic, that picture Ew. reminded me of those worms. Well, that was a disgusting picture. We'll put it on the website so you can see it. It was gross. Okay, it's well, some dude with, like, it, a super long, thing. wrinkly it's neck. It's from the thing. Well, good for the people who have seen it. So, if you know what I'm talking about, it's from the movie The Thing. It's just some random... I guess it's The Thing. It's actually the guy make, make being a monster or something. Wait, it's about a dude that turns into a monster? Yeah, I thought you said you seen it. No, I haven't seen this movie. The Thing? You were just literally telling me what it was about. I wasn't telling you what it was about. Like I was telling you th- th- about the poster. That's all I knew. The poster, oh, the director, God. and the main guy. Well, you're a liar. No. <laughs> Move on amazing. from this. Uh, number 82, The Conformist <laughs> from 1970. In Mussolini's Italy. Oh, it's an Italian movie. A repressed homosexual. He's Did you say 1970? Yeah. Like, it came out in 1970. But I'm guessing it's based... Before that, since Mussolini is the prime minister or president, whatever they call it. So, Mussolini's Italy, so that was during, like, World War Two. So, 1930s to 1940s um, is, like, the time frame for the movie, I'm guessing. But a repressed homosexual joins the fascist party in order to blend in and hide his true self. Part psychoanalysis session, part colorful genre fantasia. Director Bernardo Ber... Oh, he, it's Bernardo Bertolucci. He's uh, iconic. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the little things can go. <laughs> you're like, you're having a freaking inside conversation and no one can hear you, but okay. It, he's an iconic film director. Okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Anyways, it's a powerful... Com- Pendium of cinematic techniques from the Arabics preceding it. So, yeah, that beautifully directed movie with a lot of psychology and introspective of the individual person in a fascist society. Sounds kind of good. I might actually add that to the list, too. Okay, there are 100 other lists I know. that you have to watch. Number 81. Die Hard, 1988. Is it the one with Bruce? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is he dead? Bruce Willis, no. no. Oh, no, wait. Isn't he, like, suffering from, like, yeah, dementia or something? Yeah, he has some like, disease. Yeah. Says, like, feel bad, right? Yeah, it's rough. But, no, I haven't seen that movie. I have seen it. I heard it was a Christmas movie. Okay, maybe I haven't seen it then. <laughs> it was a Christmas movie? Um... Oh, see, right here, it literally says, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Isn't there just, like, a whole bunch of freaking blowing up things and, like, action and shit? I haven't seen this movie, so I have no idea. Mm. It says, deal with it. Oh. So, people don't agree that it's a Christmas movie? Yeah, that's how I was like, I don't don't remember anything about Christmas. Like, they just came out because of Christmas? Or is it because it's, like, family-oriented? Like, oh, anyone can watch it. I, I don't know. It says... It's the platonic ideal of an action movie and Bruce Willis as a wise New York cop, John McClane, is the coolest action hero of all time. I don't know. Hmm. Superman's the coolest action hero of all time, but okay. The sequel, oh, there's more than one. Sequel yeah. would stretch like four, no? the limits of his chart, of his charisma by getting bigger and stupider. 
but the original hits the perfect amount of big and brash. As McLean attempts to thwart the plane of a European terrorist group that seizes an LA high rise and taken his wife hostage. Was it did all that happen during Christmas time? Like in the, the plot or why is it a Christmas movie? I don't know. Cause I don't remember anything Christmas related. You know what my best Christmas movie is? If you freaking say the one with Jack the Skeleton, that is not a Christmas Nightmare movie. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, that's my favorite. That's Christmas. not a Christmas movie. It is. No. It is. I'm about to be like this. People arguing that this one isn't because it's not. It literally is a Christmas movie. It Just be because a they Christmas have a little movie, hat in it. And it can be a Halloween movie. It's literally him being jealous of Christmas and trying to make Christmas into, you know, his own thing. But it's a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. We'll have a poll up on the website. Let us know. Is it a Christmas movie? No, there will be no poll. There will be. It's Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie. Enjoy. Number 80. It happened one night. 1934. No idea what it's about. Wait, it's a nightmare before Christmas or... No, it happened one night, 1934. Um, it sounds like a one-night stand sort of thing, but okay. It says... Wasn't there a movie called that? What? One-night stand? Maybe. And this one says... A hilarious hate at first sight love story. It's still one of the fastest movies ever made. What is your favorite love movie? Love? Yes. I'm not saying it's like your favorite from all the movies, just that it's like love related. And it doesn't have to be like, oh my gosh, I love it. I watch it all the time. Like I'll watch it again. It's just like the one that you like didn't hate as much as the other ones. Saying like you're not really Hercules? I mean, I guess, yeah, that could be a love movie. He sacrificed himself for love. Eh, technically she did first. Yeah, I guess, yeah. You know what is sad about them? Is that you grow up and you read the myth, and it has nothing to do with the movie, and it's just really sad. I mean, most of the Disney stuff has nothing to do with the real stuff. Yeah, but as a freaking, like, seven-year-old, you're, like, your world crushes, man. But this is why girls, like, little girls, back in the days, grew up to... Uh, standards for like their partners that were like unbelievably and guys crazy. didn't I mean yeah uh, there we go you know what the standards were freaking Pamela Anderson well, kind of just pretty and dumb and well, yeah that's, her character that's, in Baywatch that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a topic for a different time but yes anyways we had nothing on that movie from 1934 we have nothing and a lot of stuff Number 79. This is Spinal Trap, 1984. Uh Uh-uh. Nothing. This is just, like, commentary on it. It doesn't even actually tell you what it is about. Number 78. The Maltese Falcon, 1941. I've heard about it. It's a, like, noir movie. I haven't even heard of it until now. What does this say? Oh, it's kicks off during the heart-bitten post-World War II years. For someone who doesn't like war stuff, you watch a lot of war stuff. 
No, this is after. Oh. It says post. Okay. You know, back when like everybody is in their whatever they're considered home and they're trying to rebuild their life after the war. So the baby boom? No, that's a little after. <laughs> mm, but I still don't know what it's about. Oh, here. Mm, it's Humphrey Bogart, one of the best noir film actors. That I think. I don't actually know if he's one of the best. He's just, like, very well known. I don't know him. For, yeah, for noir movies. <laughs> um, a female fatale. Mary Astor. I don't know who that is. A couple of shifty villains. And a labyrinth plot that drags you around the nose. Around by the nose. If the movies were any more horrible, you'd crack your teeth on it. What? What? Uh, I don't know. All I heard was noir movie, you got, I'm guessing, a detective, you got a femme fatale, two villains, so it's a classic who has whatever it is that's being stolen. Mm, doesn't sound too good. It actually, uh, I don't know. Let's see. Number 77, Metropolis, 1927. Isn't that where Superman lives? Yeah. Does he have anything to do with it? No. Oh. It says it's a science fiction movie. Maybe it talks about the future. Maybe. Since it was 1927, it talks about, like, what? 2000s? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say now times. Isn't it crazy that they back in the day, they used to think, like, in the 2000s, we were going to have flying cars and everything, and we still don't. They did also think that in 2012, the world was ending, so. I mean, yeah, but that's... Oh, okay. It says, hugely expensive for its time. Metropolis is Blade Runner, the Terminator, and Star Wars all rolled into one. What? Well, I know Star Wars and Terminator. I know Blade Runner. Was that one of them or was mm -hmm. it just... Okay, yeah. I don't know that one though. Mm, it says, not to mention 50 years prior. Fritz Link's silent vision of a totalitarian society still astounds through its stunning cityscapes, groundbreaking special effects, and bewitchingly evil robot. It's science fiction at its most ambitious and breathtaking. The not-so-modest beginnings of on-screen genre seriousness. Okay. Kind of does sound like something I would watch. Yeah, you do watch a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know. It kind of got me with, like, Star Wars and Terminator mixed. So I wonder like, how that freaking works. I mean, kind of Terminator was kind of in the future. In Star Wars, is it in the future or is it in the past? Because no. they seem old, but at the same time, they're, like, in outer space. So is that why they have, like, such a, like, futuristic it's, stuff? I mean, yes. It's supposed to be, like, a uh, long, long, distant galaxy. So it's in the future? Yes. But somehow in the past? It's not in the past. It just... You just feel like it's from the past because it was in the older, like, 1970s time they, it was when they, it was filmed. They dress like... They're, like, old people. They dress like they're from a different planet. Uh, okay, maybe that's true. Maybe that, yeah, maybe. Do you know... Many things. That E.T. 
is from the Star Wars universe. And There's that, a lot of theories, yes. And that in some, uh, actually, I think in the movie clip, in like a diner or something, you can actually see an E.T. species eating there. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean... I like to see movies, and I don't even know anything about Star Wars, but I thought that was funny. That's interesting. Do you like E.T.? Yeah. Yeah? I like when he was like... Is that the finger? Yeah. <laughs> Did you used to do that with people? No. No? You weren't like... No. <laughs> I didn't like people like that. I still but don't. You, okay, so you like E.T., but you didn't like Wally. I liked Wally. I just... You fell asleep. I just didn't... I was... Honestly, if you put Wally... And E.T., I would rather watch Wally. I'd rather watch E.T. Yeah, I know you would. That's why I say you're weird. Rude. They had a little kid gang, a tiny Drew Barrymore, and a flying bicycle. So, yes, they got me. Wally had Wally. It had nice graphics. It had fat people. I don't know. Why would I care about that? The only thing I liked about Wally was that he was cleaning up the earth. Yeah. That was it. And he pretty much uh, helped reveal a new world, which is a little plant. That they were going to crush. He, like, that's just another reason that tells me, like, humanity sucks. Whoa, see, they were afraid because they didn't know what was going to happen. And obviously, imagine not doing anything for, like, ever and then having to work for it. Have you seen the back dark stories about Wally though? No. That they were eating each other. I mean, yes. Eventually, they will be running out of meat. Yeah. And then what was... are they gonna do with the dead body? Well, I mean, I think that happened. Also, cannibalism. How are they gonna stop that when they come back to Earth? They didn't know. Also, there was like no animals. They do say that ignorance is bliss. I mean, to to be honest, a little dark, but why not? Where you're like they don't got use for it anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying go and like. But also like. Be like Hannibal and you stuff. You know like, how nasty that meat is gonna taste. But like, you know how they donate bodies to science. Yes. For it, medical purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what happens to the rest? Like, why can't you just get like your skin chopped off and like sell it in the Because they use that for grafts, for skin grafts for people who are. Burned. I feel like people don't do that because if people actually really like the skin and like the meat, human meat. They would go out of their way to actually get it illegally, meaning they would kill. They already do that. But yeah, but like, it's like not that known because like not a lot of people eat it. But like, imagine if it goes to like, you know, globally and like more people eat it and they start liking it too much. It is. It's called the black market. I mean, yes, but like, I don't know. I mean, you're not going to the freaking corner store and getting that kind I've of meat. I've gone to Tijuana and I've eaten dog meat, pretty sure. Not on purpose, but I'm pretty sure because I told you there was this one place where... I used to go get my tacos from, and oh my Jesus, the, it was, the tacos were so good. Like, you know me, I hate going to Tijuana. You know, but, dogs eat their own poop, right? Okay, so those freaking cows. Yeah, but... They, they literally eat it multiple times, too, by the way. Yeah, but theirs is processed through two stomachs, and they only eat grass and salt. Jerks. Dogs literally eat anything. Goddamn. <laughs> we eat pigs. And pigs eat anything and everything. That's actually wrong. They don't. Yeah, they do. Freaking, you can find like, anything in the freaking stomachs. People literally eat their, uh, like, the intestines where, like, the poop goes through. That's disgusting. But they do. 
They just they clean it. Anyways, back to your story. What? Okay, no, I forgot. What was? Okay, I think uh, the I dog used to, meat and yeah, 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 tacos. I didn't do it on purpose, but and also it's not a hundred percent like like true that it is. But the place that I used to eat my tacos from closed because of health department issues. And I'm pretty sure it was because they found out that they were eating dog meat. So I'm pretty sure I like dog meat. Gross. Yes. Also, but but also, also, what does that have anything to do with the movie that we were talking about? I don't know, but I just started thinking about it, and then I seen movie channels about like in some countries it's legal to go buy dogs to eat them. Oh, that's horrible. And the thing is that they have them alive, and they have like. I don't know, it's just so messed up. And then there's people that actually go and buy them, like, kind of like if they're going to eat them, Mm -hmm. but they release them out. But I feel bad for them. That's why I think it's, like, really inhumane. Like, you should go vegetarian. Why don't you go vegetarian? I can't. I'll probably die. You won't. I probably would die. If I don't eat meat, I feel like I haven't ate. Like, I get hungry, like, in the next 20 minutes. Welcome to my world. And then I, I feel weak. Because I like coffee. When I drink coffee nowadays, I get a headache. It's called addiction. Okay, so next movie. <laughs> Sorry about the weird... You know. Segway. Or yeah. not segue. Distraction? Yes. It's... Whatever. And Peter, please don't come for me. I didn't know I was eating dog. <laughs> <laughs> you did admit to liking it, though. Well, I think, okay, I didn't say I actually 100% was eating it. Alright, anyways, number 76, Some Like It Hot, 1959. All I know is Marilyn Monroe. Oh, she's there? I mean, yeah. You know, I always thought that she was like, like a mint or something. Because girls, they're like, oh my gosh, Marilyn Monroe, but I didn't even know what the hell she did. She was an actress and uh, an see, that, activist. The thing, I didn't even know she was, like, in movies. I thought she was just, like, very well-known because she was, like, pretty and she was, like, ch- uh, like with the president. Allegedly. And, and, and then, uh, like, she was, like, the other woman. Dude, and what are you that, talking about? I thought that was, I thought that's what, that's what made it famous. That she was, like, and then the whole um, birthday song thing. Oh, my gosh. It is ridiculous that... Of course, as a female actress, like, what you're known for is, like, being dumb and, like, a scandal. How do you not know that she fought for, like, equal rights for Ella Fitzgerald? Because, okay. No, or Billie Holiday. what did girls No, Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, Marilyn Monroe. Why? Because she's pretty and she's so, like, She was pretty. But, yeah, but no one talks about, like, the good things that she did and anything like that. It's just about, like, her beauty and stuff. Nobody talks about all the messed up guys that were in her life that just used her. Yeah, they know. Like, she... I'm pretty sure Homegirl was killed. Like, she, everybody says, like, oh, she she died by suicide. Um, no. I'm pretty sure she was murdered. Hmm. And it made it look like a suicide. I actually don't know much about it, but knowing that she was, like, getting it on with the president and all of that That's stuff. That's the least interesting thing about her. Um, I don't know. But it's pretty big, though. She fought for equal pay for female actresses. That was a thing back then, too? That's always been a thing. She, I don't know, there was so much that she did for society in general. I mean, but people don't talk about that. Yeah. 
they always just like, oh, she was like the pretty blonde. And no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there was this, okay, there was this um, critic, I think it was, that said that she was only an actress because she was pretty. Not because she could act, not because she had any talent. I mean, let's be honest though. Back then, if you weren't pretty, you weren't given the opportunity. Whether you were good or bad. Yeah, you were. Were you? More than now, that's for sure. Mm. Anyways, this, they said that, and she was, like, as the biggest, like, F you. She took pictures in... Oh, no, it's because they said that she was only pretty because of the, like, clothes that they made her wear. Like, all the, like, fancy stuff. Okay, yeah, that. Because... Then she did like the whole. She did a whole photo shoot in a potato sack, <laughs> like a potato sack in the beach. Wow! So that actually, have, I haven't seen those pictures, but I kind of want. Yes, it's. <laughs> Are it's, they in color or black and white? I think they're in both. Now I think they got restored. Because that's hilarious. Yeah. Also, did you know? Well, I'm pretty sure you did because I think you told me she spoke Spanish. Mm, she grew up knowing a little Spanish, but then she couldn't make any references to it or Mexico when she became, like, this big actress because, you know, she was supposed to be the embodiment of the all-American girl. Huh. But she was blonde, right? Mm, yes. Like naturally blonde? I think. I don't know. Was dyeing your hair back then a thing? I mean, yeah, I think. But there's really no point in it since it was black and white movies. <laughs> I mean, you can still tell if it's black hair. You can, you can tell if it's brown hair, black hair, or red hair in a black and white movie? The color looks different, like the weird gray, white thing. Yeah, from brown, black, or red? I think so. I doubt it. You don't even watch movies in black and white. Blonde just looks white. Exactly. Is that the potatoes? Mm-hmm. That's the potato sack. Oh, I thought she was wearing, like, an actual potato suit. Like, no. Like, like, like potato <laughs> It was a potato sack. Mm-hmm. See? Well, it actually doesn't even look like a sack. It just looks like a nice dress. Yeah, but it's a potato sack. Like, potatoes were in there. Wow. Well, I mean... It literally says, U.S. number one Idaho potatoes. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, see, it was it was in 1951. She was chastised by a famous female female newspaper columnist. Of course, oh, it's other women reals. bringing other women there. It's not even actual newspaper. It's a column. You're not a journalist. Uh, for wearing a low cut red dress to a party at the Beverly Hills Hotel. You know what? We should talk about it next time. Myths about famous people, and we should bring her back. Like Mary what do you Warren. mean myths? Like, well not myths, but like, uh, like more to like characters. Like, like this, you know, like Marilyn Monroe. Like random about, facts about Yeah, famous, famous people, like, you know, freaking uh, Gandhi and stuff. Like how, like, you oh, know, yeah. people There's a think lot of this and yeah. he's actually not this and not that. Wait, the columnist called her cheap and vulgar. Wow. Not stopping there, the writer then suggested that the actress would look better in a potato sack. Well, she did. <laughs> so 20th Century Fox decided to capitalize on the story by shooting some publicity stills of Marilyn in a form-fitting burlap potato sack just to prove she would look sexy in anything. The photos were published in newspapers throughout the country. Did she ever do Playboy? 
uh, that I do not know. But imagine being like an actress, and then this random wannabe journalist tells you that you would look better in a potato sack. Jealousy. For real. Oh, Max. And then. Uh, and then you go out and <laughs> do look good in a freaking potato sack. I wonder what happened to that person. Mm. I would have gone and gotten and a statement. She, she says. So you were correct. <laughs> she's only beautiful because of her fancy dresses and clothes. Wow. But you know, that's it for today, folks. We'll have a. We'll part continue two to go through this list eventually. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let us know if you guys actually enjoyed it or if you know any of these movies. If you want a Did part you watch two, if you want a part three. some of these movies after we told you about them and actually thought that they were good? Would you like us to maybe um, fix this list and make it to like 2000s and up, you know, instead of like super old movies? What's up? I mean, there was the one, like two movies from like the 90s. That's true. I mean, the first one, the 100s, is this the newest movie? Oh, probably. That's the newest one we've talked about uh, right well, now. The, it's on the list that mm -hmm. we know so far. Yeah. So these are from 100 to 75. Well, 76, actually. That we discussed. We'll see how many of you listen to this. Uh, depending on that, we'll see about maybe making part two. But until then, see you guys next time. Virtually, I guess. Sort of. You'll hear us next time. Yeah. Um, follow us on our socials. Tiki Talk, Instagram, our website. Like on a like for all of them. Uh, go to our page, likeonalike.com. And I believe you will find everything there. Yeah, we'll have some pictures. And random things we discussed. Yes, give us comments.